I'm Lucas Mack, and welcome to another episode of The Golden Rule Revolution, where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. Today, I have a return guest on, my soul sister, Ali Sakin. For 22 years of coaching, transformational work, fashion styling, and publishing has prepared her for her present journey of creating consciousness and healing in the world to guide her clients to the best version of themselves. Please welcome Ali Sakin. So my sweet sister, welcome back to the Golden Rule Revolution. How are you today? I'm incredible. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you so much for being on the the show again. I I have gotten nothing but amazing feedback from our first episode together. People, it resonated with people and um, it resonated with me. And now here we are talking about self-love and what that actually looks like in light of perceptions or misperceptions of it. Exactly. What, what is self-love and, and why do you think, two questions, and why do you think we struggle so badly with it? Well, self-love, as I know, you know, some people also might be a little confused. Like, it's hard to gauge what it was. And for me as well, I was like, what is self-love? Does it mean I'm being selfish and not compassionate? Because I love to be giving. So does that mean I just love on myself and not care about anyone else? Does it mean self-care? Like, I get massages. I get many petties. You know, I do yoga three times a week. So mm-hmm. I do, you know, give myself self-love. But it's not really either of those things or the many things we might wonder or think it is. To me, self-love is creating that deep, deep relationship with self. And it's really getting intimate with yourself, knowing yourself inside and out, really going deep, getting to know yourself, mind, body, spirit, soul, and shifting into the self-love, which means love thyself, surrendering to self. And really getting to be whole and knowing your worth, knowing your light, and getting to know yourself so intimately, knowing how worth it you are, that you love yourself first. And by doing that, you get to know you. And you get to know your boundaries. You get to know your truth. You get to treat yourself in a certain way that you then show others how to treat you. So it's really taking it all because we've been given this mind, body, spirit for the taking. It's ours to have. And it's falling in love with ourselves. Because when we fall in love with ourselves, in my humble opinion, there's no other solution or no other way to the other side. Like no one can love you more than you love yourself. Mm. And once you love yourself in that beautiful, intimate way, once you accept yourself for who you are, once you forgive yourself for all the so-called mistakes or things that aren't going the exact way you want, Once you have compassion for yourself and you're kind to yourself and you give yourself those self-care things, whatever that looks like to you, when you're in responsibility for yourself and you say, I'm 100% responsible 100% of the time, and then you're committed to loving yourself, that to me creates abundance in all areas of your life because you know what you're worth and you, you really love yourself first. So you see that you, you come first in any area. So it really translates to whether it's surrendering to your vision and your path and knowing you're worth it to have your dream job, your dream relationship. 
that inner tribe of friends like we are, the soul family that you That's get right. to have. That's you right. know, and it's it's all the things that we want and we strive for that we get to have because then we know our worth by loving ourselves. As you're sharing that, it definitely gave me images of we would protect our boundaries so much more reverently for ourselves. We wouldn't let people cross our boundaries and we would stand true to the places um, in our emotional self that we don't want crossed if we loved ourselves. And perhaps people allowing their own boundaries to be crossed by others, abusers, abusive humans, um, just people that are not healthy to be around is a result of a lack of self-love. Exactly, exactly. Because if we had these boundaries and we knew what we are worth, we knew what we deserved or were worthy of to have in our lives, then you're right. We wouldn't let people cross those lines because we would stand up for ourselves. We would step into our power. We would live in our light. And we get to show people exactly what we're worthy of by how we treat ourselves. So if I respect myself by how I eat, by the people I surround myself with, by who I get to date, by who I get to be in relationship with, by the job I want to have, by the vision that I get to live in. If I hold myself to my greatness in that, then everyone around me is going to know, oh, well, that's, that's how Allie treats herself, and that's how we mimic treating her. But if we walk all over ourselves, if we don't feed ourselves good food, if we're not healthy mind, body, spirit, and exercising, and feeding ourselves with great energy and being around healthy people and in healthy relationships, then people see that as a way in. So by giving ourselves the boundary, then we get to create that boundary for ourselves, and then people know what your boundaries are, and they don't want to. They can't cross it because they already know you're holding it to yourself. So you're really showing people how they get to treat you. And you're also showing the universe in terms of vision, right? I created this company, Conscious 360 Movement, and I say, this is what I get to do. I get to speak all over the world on self-love. I get to be a transformational mindset private coach. All of these things, the universe responds to that. If I say, oh, no, I can't start a company. I have to work this job because this is the only way to get money. And if you show the universe you're not worth it, then the universe can't respond in any other way by giving you what you're showing how you get to be treated. So the higher we hold ourselves, and when we say, I deserve the best table at that restaurant, I deserve to have my dream job, I deserve to have an incredible partner in my life, the universe responds to that. So it's whether it's people or even energetically what you're putting out there. There are certain people that I I just admire. I I have to work on self-love and I'm still in this process and, and journey, yet there are some people I've been in their presence where they can walk into a room, they just own that room. <laughs> you know, they, they show up and they own it. It's not an ego, um, it's not an ego showing up. It's really just them fully knowing themselves and the value that they are. And that is so powerful what are ways that we can achieve that and to, to be in that state? I think it's one really taking responsibility for yourself, taking ownership and seeking your worthiness from the inside, not others. So basically you fill your own cup first. So giving to yourself 
realizing that anything is possible and accepting yourself for who you are. Like I'm Lucas, I'm incredible. I run a podcast. I run this company. I'm an amazing father. I'm an amazing husband. All of the things that you are accepting yourself for who you are. And even for the things you don't love, knowing that they're quirky and funny and they're unique to you. There's never going to be another Lucas Mack in this world and accepting yourself and forgiving yourself for all the things you think, oh, I could have done this different and this relationship didn't work out and I could have gotten to my vision faster. Just forgiving yourself for all of those things and then having compassion, right, for loving yourself mm -hmm. and not criticizing yourself, but walking in. And, you know, how many people do we know that are critical, right, of themselves? But being right. in gratitude for what you have and you change the self-talk. And when you do that and you talk to yourself, like all the things you're grateful for, you're blessed for, or looking in the mirror and thanking your body parts for working for you, when you're in gratitude and then you get to walk in a room being grateful for everything you are and owning it, right? So mm. even if you walk in a room and you're not 100% comfortable, you get to say, hey, everyone, great to see you. I'm a little bit nervous right now. How many of you get nervous when you walk in a room and, you know, relate to people and take responsibility? I'm nervous. And this is how I walk into a room and like a Marianne Williamson quote, my favorite quote, which is that you might inspire one person just by being vulnerable, by just by saying, I don't feel that I'm hundred percent in my power right now, or I feel nervous standing in front of you, or I just lost my train of thought. You're actually becoming human and becoming mm -hmm. vulnerable. And you might inspire one, if not many people to say, wow, that's me too. And wow, isn't that, isn't he brave? Look how he, went across his demons. Look at how he crossed a boundary and he stepped into the fear and used fear as his compass to get to the other side. Mm. So inspiring people and go for, it, go for it anyway. So really taking responsibility, right? And saying, okay, I might not be 100% comfortable in front of a room and I get to do it anyway because everybody shows up different and everybody inspires and empowers in a different way and relates to different people. And I don't want there to be 10 people who are robots of the same person. When you walk into a room, you're bringing something that nobody else is going to bring. And you get to be in gratitude for that and acceptance of that. Like, this is what I bring. This is how I show up. And this is perfect for these people at this moment, at this time. And I bet you're going to inspire instead of being hard on yourself and saying, I wish I was like that, or they walk into a room with more confidence than me. And that's great for when they do it, and then they get to see another side. Hmm. So how amazing for that audience to see another side, not just everyone walking in confident and sure of themselves and owning the room, but having people that might not be there and then get to be vulnerable, and people get to actually relate to you and say, that's me, that's how I do it, and they see you confront your fear and walk into the face of fear and then they might do it in their own lives in any, any way that they deem that they get to do it. Powerful. Vulnerability, the really the key that unlocks all doors. It's just as I'm listening to you share. Yeah. Would we rather be uh, the person fully secure but unrelatable or 100% relatable and not feeling as secure. I think I would rather be relatable to make an impact versus unrelatable. Mm -hmm. And I would too because authenticity is key, right? We get yeah. to be 
authentic in who we are and we get to live our truth and we're not robots. We're not perfect. We're just, you know, spiritual beings having a human experience. So we're all just here on this journey together. And some people are here. Some people are there. Some people, everybody's in a different place and we get to inspire and empower people. Maybe they want to be more confident. Maybe they want to be more vulnerable. Maybe they want to be more authentic. So everybody gets inspired by different people and the people that go in and own a room are being authentic, but not everybody has to be like them. And we set it up in the society like this is what perfection looks like and this is what this should look like and that should look like. And to be honest, we don't really know. You know, like nobody, nothing, there's no definition to how it should look. And by being vulnerable and taking ownership of, who we are and what we create because we're a hundred percent responsible a hundred percent of the time for what we bring, then we are vulnerable and we allow anything's possible at that moment because we allow things to come through. We're not putting up a wall. We're open. We're, we're ready for feedback. We accept what's coming at us. And we know that exactly as we are, we are created from the divine or God, Hmm. the universe, like, he created us because we're all his children, right? We're all parts yeah. of that. Yeah. And we get to, you know, we get to all be unique and that's a positive thing. I know you recently graduated from um, quite a long, long leadership uh, program, seven month program. Tell us, tell us about that journey, what you learned about yourself, what you've learned about love in general and then how you're applying that now okay i'll try to do the cliff notes so yes i graduated <laughs> from a mastery of leadership program led by one of my mentors michael strausner and it was life-changing it really was on a personal and professional level uh, personally i realize a lot of relationships that I get to, I broke a lot of, I guess, patterns that I was having in personal and intimate relationships. And whether it was about conditionally loving people and saying, oh, if they don't show up exactly as I show up, then they're not a good partner. They're not a good friend because this is how I show up as a friend. This is how I show up as a partner and realizing we all show up different and we might be different and everybody is giving each other from their own their own pot what they can and it might look different but we're all contributing and not to judge how people give and receive and how they show up um, staying in you know a personal relationship when usually if it's not working out whether friendship or intimate I check out I'm like oh this isn't working we're arguing it's not healthy I'm out but I actually stayed in it until I came out the other side which caused us both to elevate and lead from unconditional love and looking at that relationship with love and compassion instead of judgment. So instead of fleeing, really staying in it, doing massive growth, holding each other in our greatness, feedback, and many, many times it was painful and hurtful. And then to come out the other side and be elevated in a different way of being and be able to come at that from unconditional love and accepting each other for who we are. And then learning in a group setting being conditional on how I, I love, oh, I love people, of course, that love me and feed me and give me positive affirmations and tell me I'm wonderful. But what are the, about those people that hold me high, that hold me to this mastery of leadership, that hold me in my greatness, 
oh, well, then I make up lots of stories like, oh, I don't need them. They're judging me. You know, they don't like me. This one likes me better than that person. And you make up all these stories when you're not getting the response from people that you want to have and realizing that I get my vision for the world is to create consciousness and healing in the world. So to do that, I get to love everyone unconditionally, no matter how they're showing up to me mm. and really realizing that's my job and the people that aren't showing up unconditional to almost lean in more sometimes and maybe realize that person could be having a bad day. That person might be having a worthy conversation. That person might have someone sick in their family. And instead of cutting people off, maybe leaning in and actually being supportive instead of judging and being conditional with how I love and how I give. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in the work and the, obviously in the work, seeing, seeing what mastery of leadership gives you, like inspiring and empowering leaders to be other leaders by, you know, accepting feedback, taking shares, really working with people to see their point of view and working as a team to be whole and yeah, Allie might think she knows everything, but I can't fly the plane alone. Mm. And we get to learn that, you know, there's a co-pilot, there's passengers, there's students, there's a lot of other people that it takes to fly a plane. And when you fly a plane with a bunch of people, it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more connection. And it's a lot more holding you high and breakdowns and breakthroughs in your life to be the best version of you can because you get to find out what's in your gap. You get to find out, you know, what might be in your blind spot that you didn't know about. So in this Mastery of Leadership program, it really taught me how to be a leader and really that I'm source, I'm responsible. So if one person's having a breakdown, I don't just get to write that person off. And whether it's someone in your family that's not doing well, whether it's a friend that's having a bad day or whether someone that you work with is just in a bad mood, we don't get to cut them off that day because if they mean something to us, we get to lean in and support them and actually be responsible because somehow we're responsible for everything that goes on in the world. And we get to really choose to, to be a team because this whole world, right? We're all one. We're all a team yeah. and we get to act that way. We get to be all one. And if someone's having a bad day and I know I take things very personal it's about not taking it personal and realizing it probably has nothing to do with us. And you know, a lot of us, I think, going about in this world feed off each other and each other's energy. So if you go into a restaurant and the waitress is rude, you turn to that your friend, you're like, oh, that waitress is not being nice or what's that waitress's problem or whatever it is. And then we feed off each other. Instead of saying like, wow, she seems to not be that nice. She seemed to have been rude or short what's going on with her? Is she okay? Is she, you know, we, we never, I mean, personally for me, usually I'm quick to judge instead of saying, how can I, how can I support? And I get to support more, especially when somebody is attacking us. We, we tend to shy away, but maybe sometimes leaning into it, you know, and really, and realizing we get to create other leaders and we, we all have it in us. It's all different. It's all unique. And we really get to master leadership. And it was about public speaking, listening to the listening. That I might be having a conversation with you, Lucas, but what's your body language? You know, what are you really saying? And really listening to people on an intimate level and caring about them and being able to speak with your words and being direct, being authentically caring and really bringing people in as opposed to having the alley show. So, you know, and you know, too, by having a podcast to really 
bring in other people as opposed to it being about you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's more fun. It's more fun to do it with in community. It's more fun to be with people and hear, hear their journey and, and derive what we can to help us on ours and vice versa. And, and that's the beautiful thing. Communication has come in unity. And that's the process of coming in uni- unity as we come together to commune, to, to stop whatever we're doing and be together in that present state. And that is such a beautiful place. And truly what I think the world is craving is the communication from truly coming together in unity. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You, I love you here. You're so awesome. I love listening do you tell what what were some what were some real aha moments that you had in this self-love journey where I don't know where it really landed for you in not just in theory but in in your soul on the self-love journey which was ended up being the thesis for my Mastery of Leadership program, leaning into what's something that I've always wanted to get in my bones but hadn't. Really what what landed for me is no one's gonna love me more than I love myself. And I get to accept myself for all the things, especially as a perfectionist, as you know, judges herself for, and I wanna be perfect. But instead of wanting to be perfect, which doesn't exist, really accepting myself and loving myself for all the things, you know, whether I bring five sunglasses on a five day journey because I like to style and fashion and <laughs> match them all to my outfits, to asking a lot of questions. And people might say, Allie, you know, I was named 20 questions in camp growing up. And I'm curious. I like to know how people are doing. I care. And I might ask questions and loving these things about myself that I used to judge because they're not perfect and they might be quirky, they might be funny, they might annoy some people, but really, really accepting myself and looking in the mirror and saying, Allie, you're perfect the way you are. Mm. And getting that in my bones and, and forgiving myself also, right? Like we forgive so many people, but it's so hard to forgive ourselves. Yeah. You know, and the things I made up about me, you know, and I recently got divorced and it's like, that was one of the things, okay, I waited and waited and waited to meet the perfect again person and it didn't end up working out and the things I made up about myself, oh, I'm not lovable or oh, I can't have an intimate relationship or I waited so long and then I made the wrong decision or all of these things you make up when you go through a life change about yourself that aren't true, you know, and it's, it's not even a mistake getting divorced and going through that experience provided me with some of the biggest growth I've ever had. So it was all perfect. And I get to forgive myself because when, you know, you don't accept or forgive yourself, you're definitely not forgiving and accepting other people. And then um, you're judging other people. And I realized that I was, you know, being the hardest I could on myself and therefore bringing it out into the world on those things that I still had to work through and to really, you know, acknowledge myself, you know, and have compassion that Allie, you're not perfect you get to accept and forgive yourself and then love yourself. Like be kind to yourself. Not like, Oh, Oh, you shouldn't have eaten that red velvet cupcake or, you know, (laughs) (laughs) always, you know, you should have gone to yoga today, but you wanted to sleep in. And I don't even Mm. like to use the word should at all, but it's telling yourself all the things that 
you should be here in your life with your job or your partner. You should have two kids by now, and this is the kind of house you could live in, but really just having compassion. So really what landed was, I guess, like what, it, what I get to give to myself because I'm so good at giving and supporting others. I really don't think about doing it for myself. And when I do, it feels uncomfortable. Hmm. So letting that sink in that actually this gets to be the first thing <laughs> that I get to do in my life and be comfortable with, because once I'm comfortable here, I'll be comfortable everywhere. And then I'll be more, more seamless with other people. So it was really about the judgments and the perfectionism and the acceptance and the forgiveness and compassion with myself because I'm a number one supporter as you are Lucas. And I know we give and support a lot. Yeah. We forget about ourselves. Powerful, powerful. <laughs> Moving forward with your, your business and your mission. What, what's next for you? What do you, what do you see happening to truly make the transformation that you know is possible? Well, I have lots of things I see possible. And what I'm looking at now is being the self-proclaimed self-love queen. I'd love to go around the world speaking on this subject that I believe is the way through to creating everything we get to create. Because once we know we're worth it and loving ourselves, we can act that way in every area of our life. And really speaking, speaking on things, as I said, self-love and speaking on intuition, the secret weapon of an entrepreneur. I love working with teens. I've done a couple workshops on teen choices because I think hitting, hitting the children at when they're teens and then realize the choices they get to make with what they wear, with who they're friends with, with where they go to school, that really impacts their lives, especially with everything going on in the world in terms of bullying and the suicides and all that and really taking responsibility at that age. I'm teaching the company that I launched, Conscious 360 Movement, is because I've become 360. So I'm a fashion stylist and can speak on fashion and style, but then I also am an entrepreneur. I also am very heavily into the work of transformation and self-love. And I've also done a lot of things on my own to get to the place of 360, mind, body, spirit. So whether it's speaking engagements to... I always love to coach privately, you know, transformational mindset coaching and deconstructing people's mindsets on what they get to have and turning the language around and how they speak to create what they get to create in the world, which of course, starting with themselves. And then, you know, continually continuing the fashion styling, so feeling good from the inside out. So fashion styling, teaching people how to dress from the inside out and feeling good from the inside out. So with their mindset and then how they look and then speaking around the world and whether that includes the work of transformation and being a facilitator in the transformational movement and different things like that. I get to be in this world of healing and consciousness and speaking and giving my message away like you do. So if we empower one person in a day, if we empower, empower a thousand, a hundred thousand, then we get to show people what they're worthy of and how they get to love themselves. Because for me, if the world leads from love and we have this self-love revolution that I could get to put together behind me, then there won't be bullying, there won't be suicides, there won't be war, 
people will love themselves enough to act in different ways than they're doing right now. So if we all came from love, and I think it does start with yourself, then what do we get to create in the world? And we get to heal the world, the political world, the world of hunger, the world of children, the world of bullying, all of these different things. I think it, it really is a healing time and I want to be, and I get to be part of that movement as you are making the golden rule, you know, part of that movement. And we get to, we get to come from consciousness and healing because right now for me, that's what the planet really needs. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I don't know. I, you, you made me think of this. I wrote something the other night and I wrote, what is the point of life? What is truth? And what is true? If everything I believed was right and everything I knew was all there was to know, then what am I to do with other people's beliefs and knowledge? If I were a sandbag and I tore myself open and threw all the pieces of sand onto a never-ending flat surface, and I did the same for every person on planet Earth, which pieces of mind would I keep and which would I discover that are new? I think I'm on this journey right now and just listening to you. It's such a beautiful journey to be on because I'm picking up new pieces of sand from you to reconstruct a beautiful, I don't know what it is, a sandcastle, I guess, out of the sandbag, but uh, this beautiful journey, there's so much we can gain from one another when we communicate with one another, just listening to about the self-love and the stopping, you know, the suicide wars, stopping abuse from taking place, which is something you and I are very passionate about. It's, it's as if we, there's three directions to love God, to love our neighbor, to love people and to love ourselves. And those three in relation with one another, perhaps there is no more powerful force in the universe. Mm, very well said. Very well said. And, and there isn't, in, in my belief as well, there, there isn't a more powerful because if we love each other and we love the divine and God yeah. and we love ourselves, then what, what else could there be to create change? Because then every part of us is coming from love and we're, we're supporting from love we're supporting ourselves from love and we're honoring a higher, a higher spirit. So we're realizing we're not the end all be all, but yet the way we're in contribution to the world is peace and love and unconditional love. Mm. And if we, you know, come from that, like you said, then what other way is there? Because if you realize if you go throughout your day and you operate from love in whichever way it is, you get, you wake up, you operate with yourself, you brush your teeth, you wash your face, you give yourself a nourishing breakfast, you get in the car and you drive, and you drive from love. You get to work or you get to a exercise class and you relate to everyone in that room with love. And every single place you go, no matter what you're faced with, you face it back with love and compassion and an open heart. And you realize throughout your day that you're being guided by an external source and you're just in your flow, you're surrendering, you're trusting, and you're loving. 
then what other way to be? And the universe and God responds to that and they fill you up and support you. And to me, you'll never go for anything more, any want, because you're filled up, you're filling your own cup and then you fill others up by the overflow. Mm, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thought. Just filling our own cups and filling others from the overflow. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And I love that quote because it's, it reminds me, Alexi Panos actually said it. I got it from her. And when she said that, it resonated so much because that's what self-love is. It's filling our own cup up first and then loving others from the overflow so we don't feel depleted. We don't feel resentful. We don't feel angry. We don't feel frustrated or sad or annoyed. We're filling other people up from the overflow. So if we're full, then we're good. You know, the more complete, the more whole within ourselves and everyone gets the extra and we have more than enough, you know, and that's what God, the divine, the universe does, right? That's its own separate entity. And then it gives to us, I think, from its overflow because it's constant. It's never moving. It's always there for all of us that reach out to it. And then the overflow is how it creates the rest of the world. So the overflow is massive, abundant, unconditional. And we all get to live like that too. We all get to, and once we do that, then all of the other feelings go away because we're not giving people a piece of who we are. We're not selling ourselves short. We're not taking the abuse or taking things we don't deserve in relationships or job or from parents or friends or whoever it is. You know, we're standing for ourselves and our power. And then we're giving from others from all the extra that we have because we have so much. We're, you know, we're unconditional source of light and we're getting it from an unconditional source, which is how we get that way too. For the person listening right now who may be struggling with self-love or this might be the first time they've ever even heard this concept and you have a message for them right now. What, what would you tell them? What do you want to tell them? What I want to tell that person is to love yourself, is to be at peace. And I know it might be a new concept and it might sound awkward or not 100% land for you right now or it might be confusing. And it's really, really simple. You get to treat yourself exactly as you wish to be treated by others. How you want to be seen by others and treated by others and what you want for your life, you get to give it to yourself because your heart is as big, if not bigger, or the same as everybody else's. So when you give it to yourself and you turn to yourself and you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I love you, I love you. Just that simple act, even if you've never heard of self-love, if today you go to the mirror, before you brush your teeth tonight, and you say, I love you, I love you, I love you. And you look in your eyes, and you see yourself looking back at you. Whether you really mean it or not, whether you know if you mean it, it doesn't matter. The fact that you're looking at yourself and saying that you love yourself is opening up your heart and creating an amazing, joyful feeling within you 
And that's where you get to live. And that's the beginning of self-love. It's looking at yourself in the mirror, eyes wide open and saying, I love you. And we all want other people to do it for us. And we all define ourselves sometimes, not all of us, but sometimes I do too, by what others think of us. But we have it all. You have it all. You're everything there is. And if you look in the mirror and tell yourself that, you get to fill yourself up by that. And that's what it feels like when you do that exercise to start the process of self-love. And if you do it for a week or 30 days or 40 days to break a habit, I invite you to do it for 40 days and just tell yourself three times with your name, I love you, Allie. I love you, Allie. I love you, Allie. Three times in the mirror, looking in your eyes. You'll notice a shift in your body and how you wake up in the morning, the mood and what you acquire from others because you can give everything you want from your parent or your friends or your partner or your job. You get to give it to yourself. And so you're not alone. We all struggle with self-love and we all get to do this together. And so just one exercise doing it together and to know when you say those three words, it will create a more peaceful, more compassionate, softer, more happier you. And we all deserve, we all are worthy of that love. Beautiful. Beautiful. How, how can people find you? Where can they connect with you? Um, those listening, I just want you to know, Allie is amazing. The very first time I saw Allie, I was like, this beautiful soul on planet Earth is a light. And her and I have been, we have been connected from that very, very first moment. And I want everyone to be able to experience you. And so where can people connect with you? If you want to connect with me, feel free to reach out to me via my website, which is just www.alisakin.com, and you'll have my name on the podcast. So it's just my name, www.alisakin.com, and you'll come to Conscious 360 Movement and go to the Connect page and definitely reach out to me. Reach out to me if you need support, if you want to say hello, I'd love feedback on the podcast or if you're on this movement of self-love and I'd love to hear from any and all of you that do the exercise and what it changes for you because we get to know we're the only version of ourselves that will ever exist on this planet and you are exactly perfect the way you are. So any way you want to reach out to me for whatever reason, I'm open, I'm available and I would love to hear from you. I love it. I love it. And I'll put the, I'll put the contact info in the show notes and my precious soul sister, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being a huge representation and source of light and love and empowerment and inspiration for all, including me. So thank you for your existence on this planet. You are the gift, Lucas, and I love you. I love you too. Thank you. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this podcast. We're in the work together to make the world a better place. And it starts with treating people like people. I'm Lucas Mack, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.